Hey girl, welcome to Christian Girls Pop. My name is Stephanie Bright and I'm the founder of this girls group as well as your host for the podcast. Around here, we are all about purpose, obedience, and prayer. That's what makes us pop. You're guaranteed to laugh, cry, learn, grow, and most importantly, become more like Jesus. We're going to rock this thing out and we're going to have fun doing it. You ready? Let's go. Hey girl, welcome back to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. Y'all, we are in week 30. We made it to the 30s. This is such a huge milestone for week 30. We are talking about God being the great teacher, Jesus being the son of David. That's the name of this episode, The Great Teacher, The Son of David. We're going to be discussing some more attributes about God and we're going to see the congruency between Old Testament and New Testament as we have been for the past 30 weeks of our Bible reading plan. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Hey girl, I'm so glad you found this episode. I'm so glad you found this podcast. What we're doing for the year of 2022 is going through the entire Bible in one year in what is called a thematic Bible reading plan. So all that means is we're going through the Bible in a year and we're sticking with congruent themes. So it's not just reading just to read or just reading chronologically. There's nothing wrong with those type of plans. We're just switching it up, doing something a little different. With this plan, we see Old Testament, we see New Testament, and we see how they are congruent. This year is all about two things. These are my heart and soul for this year. And for my girls that have been listening, y'all already know what I'm about to say. I want you to get to know God and get to know his word. And that's the entire goal of this plan. It's not to just say that you read the Bible in a year. It's not just to do something fun and have a good routine. Those things are awesome and they happen because of the plan. But the goal is to know God and know his word. And that's what we're doing all year long. So like I said, this is what we're going to be talking about for week 30 about God, specifically God being our great teacher and then Jesus being the son of David. And we see a whole bunch of other attributes as we read as always, because God is just amazing. And we see him show up in so many different ways through scripture. But this is just the area that we're going to focus on this week as we read. Before we get into the teaching, couple quick announcements. Number one, make sure you get your tickets for Selah retreat our fall sailor retreat it's going to be amazing i'm super excited for you to join us we're going to be talking about resting in change and the lord put that on my heart for those that are going through hard times transitions seasons of just you don't quite know how things are going to go and you really just are struggling with trusting God and just um, allowing him to help you through the transitions, this is a space for you. It's a weekend to be with other godly women, other believers who are seeking God out, seeking his presence, desiring more of him. We do worship games, breakout sessions, campfires, just all the things and so much more. And so I would love for you to be there. The dates are October 14th through the 16th of this year, 2022. It's in Centerville, Texas. Make sure you check that information out the link is in the podcast notes you can check it out see what the last one was about that we had in april and then get your ticket so you can join us for the fall retreat my other announcement is that along with looking up that event on the website under the events tab on our website which is christiangoespop.com you can check out all the events that christian ghost pop will be either hosting or being a part of and so you're more than welcome if it's in your city if it's somewhere nearby if you're interested in doing it that you can check that out there are some virtual events coming up 
very, very soon that's completely free that you can sign up for. Um, there's some out-of-country stuff there. So just all kinds of stuff for you to check out. And that website will continue to be updated as more events pop up on our schedule. So make sure you check that out. And then another way to just keep up with what we have going on is to sign up for our weekly newsletter. It goes out every week and it just gives you good up-to-dates of what we got going on. I write a letter to you every week. And then it's just a way to know what we got going on because there's always something popping around here. So I want you to be a part of the next thing that's happening. So make sure you sign up for that newsletter which is available on our homepage of our website if you go to the homepage of our website our newsletter will pop up and you're able to sign up for it there so make sure you check that out I'd love for you to be a part and that is all of my announcements without any further delay let's take time to pray before we get into this reading God, I thank you so much for your word. Lord, I just I just want to keep it short and sweet. I thank you for your word. I thank you that we get to study it, learn more about who you are, and I thank you that it makes us better. It draws us closer to you, and it changes us forever. We are transformed, renewed, and restored by your word. We thank you so much for this time, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. All right, y'all, let's get into it. So for week 30, we're going to be going through day 205 through 211. And so starting with day 205, which is July 24th, the reading is 1 Chronicles chapter 10, Psalm chapter 125, and Luke chapter 12. In 1 Chronicles chapter 10, we read of the retelling of Saul's death. We're going over a recap of um, how Saul died. And so remember, with 1 Chronicles, there's a lot of similar stories that we've already read in other books, including First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, um, some of the things that you read may be like, "Hey, I've heard this before," and it's like, "Is this the same guy? Did he die twice? Like, what are y'all talking about?" It's the same story, sometimes just told from a slightly different perspective. And um, as I've mentioned, when I introduced First Chronicles, First Chronicles tells some of the similar stories that we've already heard, but slightly from more of a theological perspective as the other stories were more just documentation and a historical point of view. So that's something to consider as you're reading it. But you will see stories that you've already read in previous books. And that's fine. That's good. If anything, it helps you solidify it in your head so that you know what you're reading and, and you get to grasp that concept again. It's kind of like studying a math problem and figuring it out one way, but then getting slightly different numbers, like a slightly different word problem and having to just do it again to make sure that you get it and really understand it. That's kind of how I feel about what we're reading. So that's what we read in First Chronicles chapter 10 is the re retelling or the recap of Saul's death and how things happened. And then in Psalm chapter 125, we read about how God protects those who trust in him. Like he protects his children. We know this to be true. We It's a good reminder of that in this psalm. And then in Luke chapter 12, where this is, you know, while Jesus is here on earth. So we're reading about Jesus teaching on hypocrisy and reverence to God. He teaches about having boldness for Christ. He shares the story of of the parable of the rich farmer he teaches on God's provisions and how there's no need for anxiety because of God's provisions he teaches on being vigilant being discerning and then reconciliation so there's a lot of lessons to be learned there's a lot of things that Jesus was giving to the people a lot of information a lot of things that he wanted them to not only just hear but apply it and and take it and do it and live that out in their lives as well and so Already right off the back, we're seeing how this theme of be Jesus being the great teacher fits into this story. 
And now one reason why I called it the great teacher is because you'll see sometimes in the passages that the disciples will refer to him as rabbi, especially when they first get to know him or they first encounter him. And rabbis, these are the teachers of um, in the culture, in the Jewish culture. These are the ones who have studied the word, who are the the theological leaders in the community and it's a very high esteemed position that a lot of Jewish boys would raise and uh, be raised up to become rabbis it's a very highly sought after very highly valued position in our day we could think of it as a theologian um, or a pastor even very high position and so um Obviously, we know that he is the rabbi of rabbis. He's the teacher of teachers. And they were amazed by how much scripture he knew, obviously, because he is the word. But, you know, they were trying to figure all that out. They didn't know that yet. They didn't have the information that we did now. So they were like, man, this dude knows a lot of information. Like, this guy knows so much scripture like how does he know this like when when his parents lost them on their journey and then they found him in the temple he was teaching the people in the temple and he was a young boy like scholars believe he was like 10 to 12 years old and they're like who is this kid you know like how does he know so much information and so he is the great teacher he's the one who teaches it best and the reason that he teaches it best is because he lives out the best example of it and i am such a believer that your life will teach others your life will be an example to others and you don't even have to always you don't really have to even say words because your life will share that story and be that example and teach others and so that's exactly what jesus did while he was here on earth and so we're seeing that already in day 205 which is the first day of the week for day 206 which is july 25th the reading is first chronicles chapter 11 and luke chapter 13 in first chronicles chapter 11 david begins his reign as king of israel and then we read about the mighty men of david so this is his his goons his people that are riding with him his his army basically once again similar things that we've already read but we're reading it again slightly different angle and it's always good to reread it get it into our heads and we we just really see and we're reminded of how successful david's reign was while he was king and he went through a lot but he did have a very successful reign god fought on his behalf so many times um if especially if you go back to first and second samuel you'll read about just david's whole process of becoming king and just how god fought for him and how god just showed up on his behalf so many times even when he had to run from his enemies and flee from the threats and death threats and all this stuff god was still fighting on his behalf time and time again God was giving him war strategies. My pastor preached on that today. God was giving David different war strategies to use. And just God could see, obviously, what David couldn't. And he was just giving him the upper hand. And, like, he was like, hey, if you go this way, I'll, I'll take out the enemy. If you go this way, I'll do this and I'll help you win. Like, God was, like, showing up for David time and time again. And in Luke chapter 13, Jesus explains the importance of repentance. Jesus heals a woman on the Sabbath day. She's like a, she's a disabled woman who's been bent over, like walking bent over for years. He heals her on the Sabbath, which we know that's a big deal. You don't be doing that normally, but Jesus broke the rules of normality basically. And he came and did something different. In Luke chapter 13, Jesus also taught about the kingdom of God using parables. He used the parable of the mustard seed as well as the parable of the leaven. Um, Jesus taught about the narrow way. He mourned over Jerusalem and then he speaks judgment over Jerusalem as well. And so there's a lot going on here. It's a roller coaster of emotions. There's like healing. So it's like awesome. He talks about repentance and everybody's like, oh, that sounds crazy. Then he like speaks judgment on, on Jerusalem because of how crazy and how far they strayed from God. And it's like yikes like 
he was he was not playing he was handling everything that he needed to handle while he was here on earth and remember he was going around with an urgency he knew that he didn't have an extensive amount of time to do his quote-unquote ministry he knew that god the father was going to take him back to heaven he knew that these things were going to take place and so he was urgent about it and so even that like we can see that as besides the lessons that are already taught like another thing that we can see of how he's teaching us is how we must also approach things with urgency because we don't know when Jesus is coming back. We don't know when the rapture will take place. We don't know when things will change and we have to be ready, but we also have to be make we also have to make sure that we've been doing our part while we were here on earth. So once again, a lot of lessons that are learned from Jesus to the people. For day 207, the date is July 26th and the reading is 1st Chronicles chapter 12 and 13 and Luke chapter 14. So in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, we read of uh, some more men that were in David's army. Like, remember, Saul was hunting down David, and he had to keep running and hiding, and it was so important that he had army that would, you know, were willing to fight on his behalf and, and really come through, even though it all was about God and because of God that David was spared. But um, David's men were also important as well. And then in Luke chapter 13, David decides to relocate the Ark of the Covenant to the house of Obedidom. I may not be pronouncing that right, but he relocates the Ark of the Covenant. So remember, Ark of the Covenant, real quick recap, Ark of the Covenant, treasure chest. It's like a holy treasure chest. This is where God's presence was housed in the Old Testament. Now we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, and that is God's presence. They did not have him dwelling within them in the Old Testament. They went to the temple where the Ark of the Covenant would be. That's where they offered their sacrifices and their worship. They weren't even allowed to even go into the room where the treasure chest, quote unquote, treasure chest or the Ark of the Covenant was. Only the priest could go in. And so um, they would re they relocated the Ark of the Covenant several times throughout their journey. Remember, the Israelites were going through the journey to the Promised Land. They carried the Ark of the Covenant with them throughout that journey. There were very specific rules of how to set it up, how to care for it. You couldn't touch it. You couldn't even like look at it too long. Basically, like there was so many rigid, strict rules about it. But it was it was teaching them to reverence God's presence and to take it seriously and to understand how sacred God's presence is. And so. At one point, the Ark of the Covenant got captured by the Philistines, by the enemy. And so um, after the Philistines were defeated, they were able to, to regather the Ark of the Covenant. And so David ends up relocating it. He doesn't get it all the way to where he wanted it to be, but he does relocate it some of the way. And by me saying that he doesn't relocate it all the way to where he wants it to be, he eventually does. We'll actually see that in the next day's reading. But for now, he just gives it like a halfway point. Like, all right, we're just going to put it here for now. And then in Luke chapter 14, moving over to the New Testament, Jesus heals a man with dropsy on the Sabbath, which is a disease, a condition. So once again, he's healing on the Sabbath, stirring up some drama. Jesus also teaches a parable on humility and or a lesson on humility. He also teaches and shares the parable of the banquet invitations. And then Jesus teaches on self-denial and how important it is to keep Jesus first. Once again, a lot of teaching, a lot of lessons. He's really wanting to just let them know of what it's what is required of them and what God wants from us. And um, I really enjoy how he teaches through the parables because it was a way that they could understand. And it's a way that we also can understand it, too. You know, it's I think of the similar way of when you're trying to explain a deep concept to like a 
five-year-old you won't just go straight to like really big words and just make you know just blabbering on you try to break it down in a way that they understand it not because you think that they're dumb but you just understand their level of understanding and you know that it will be easier for them to understand and grasp the concept of what you're saying if you break it down into something that they can understand and so if you're trying to you know teach them about a deep concept like sin or you know uh, the fall of man, like, you may not just go through this whole, like, you know, like, this whole theological exegesis about it, you'll break it down in a way that they can understand it, and that's why Sunday school is there, and things like that, and so the parables are like Sunday school for us, like, breaking it down so that we can understand what's going on, and what God is trying to teach us. Moving on, today 208, which is July 27th, the reading is First Chronicles chapter 14 and 15, and Luke chapter 15. In First Chronicles chapter 14, we read about how God helped David prosper during his reign. And we talked about this already. I, sh- I shared a little bit about this already of just how God came through. He helped him with, you know, war strategies. He kept him safe. He helped him flee from the enemy several times. He straight up just slayed the giants and slayed his enemies for David. And so um, that's something that we can definitely see time and time again through the scripture. And here we see it again. And one cool thing that always just sticks out to me and uh, one of the reasons I believe that God called David a man after his own heart. And one place we can see that verse is in Acts chapter 13 verse 22 as as um, it's mentioned that David is a man after God's own heart. Um, but one reason is because David always sought him for guidance. Granted, he didn't seek him for guidance when he uh, committed adultery or murder. We're not talking about all his flaws and sins. But overall, as a whole, he sought the Lord for guidance. He wanted to make sure that he was moving forward with what God said. He wasn't. He didn't want to jump ahead of anything. He didn't want to do anything without God being in it. And he was always obedient too. Like he always did what God said, exactly what God said. If God said jump, he was like, how high, how many times? Like he wasn't trying to just do stuff halfway or just try to just do it do it his own way. He really sought the Lord. And, um, and that was the reason why he had a successful reign. The Lord was with him because he knew that David was after his heart and wanted to be in his will. So that's chapter 14. And then in chapter 15, David officially relocates the Ark of the Covenant all the way to Jerusalem, which is known as and referred to the city of David. In Luke chapter 15, we see some more parables that Jesus uses to teach the people. And this one has one of my absolute favorites. I love this one. In Luke chapter 15, Jesus teaches on the parable of the lost sheep and just like going after the lost. He uh, teaches on the parable of the lost coin. It's all about lost he teaches on the parable of the lost sheep the lost coin and then the parable of the lost son or the prodigal son and y'all that's hands down my favorite we're actually releasing a youtube video soon you can check that out on our youtube channel about the prodigal son and i just love it so much oh my gosh one because i can just relate to it it's me like i was the prodigal son like i had it all i blew it all and i realized i needed jesus and i had to come back to him and that's a lot of our stories as well um but it's it just always hands down if somebody asks me favorite bible story it's always going to be the prodigal son that's this my go-to and it's just it's so good and then this whole chapter is just really speaking about um just how God goes after the lost and will do anything necessary to get our attention and to get us to come back home. And so I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on it because I literally could talk about this all day, like all day, but we're not going to do that. We're going to keep pushing because we've got some other stuff to cover, but Luke 15, hands down, fave. 
absolute fave. Let's keep it pushing. Day 209, which is July 28th, we read 1 Chronicles chapter 16, Luke chapter 16, and Psalm chapter 62. In 1 Chronicles chapter 16, we read of the sacrifices offered at the Ark of the Covenant in the temple, and then David sings praises to God. So it's like, yay, the Ark of the Covenant made it, and now that it's safely made it to Jerusalem, they offer sacrifices there. And that's just a lesson in itself of just how we should reverence the presence of God and how we should just bring sacrifices to him when we're in his presence as well. And that doesn't mean that we're bringing bulls and goats and rams, but we're sacrificing our our will, our desire, our time, our energy, all of it for God, for his presence and for his will. In Luke chapter 16, Jesus teaches on the parable of the dishonest or deceiving servant. And he teaches on the law and divorce. And then he also teaches on the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. So once again, like teaching, 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 teaching. I cannot say that three times fast. All right, let's try this again. Teaching, teaching, teaching. That's what we see here this week in the reading. And it's just a lot of great things for us to understand. And he's made it simple. So it's like, there's no excuse, right? We can't be like, well, I don't understand what Jesus was saying. He's like, do you understand a rich man? Yes. Okay. Do you understand what happens if you don't surrender to me and you, and you suffer in eternity because you didn't want to surrender to me now? Like, he's like, I made it simple and clean for you, boo boo. Like there's no, uh -uh, no excuses. And then lastly for the day, we read Psalm chapter 62, um, which the theme or the message of that psalm is to fully trust and depend on God. And that is very congruent with what we're reading in Luke chapter 16 with the parable of the rich man because it's just talking about like don't set your heart on these riches like these these materialistic things like these earthly things like don't set your heart on that set your heart on the things of God and trust him and trust that he will be all that you need and that he will fully be all that you need and you can depend on him. For day 210, the the date is July 29th and the reading is 1 Chronicles chapter 17 and 18 and Luke chapter 17. In 1 Chronicles chapter 17, God makes a commandment with David, which we know to be the Davidic covenant, and we're seeing it again. And so a couple of things to notice here is that David really desired to build that temple for God, but God was like, nah, bruh, I'm going to use your son. And one of the main reasons that he did that, which we see at a couple of different places in scripture, God told him, nah, you're a man of war. I'm going to let your son be the one to build the temple because he will have rest in, in the sense that he won't have enemies that are coming after him. And so... Could David have built the temple? Absolutely. But think about it from a logical perspective. If David is a man of war, that means he got enemies. He got people that are coming for his head, coming for his family, coming for him. And so if they got word that he was building a temple, don't you think they were trying to blow it up, knock it down? You know, God was like, nah, uh -uh. I'm going to just wait for you to stop being king. Just go ahead and die off in a little bit. I'm going to let your son be the one to do it. But so what he allowed David to do is get the plans and stuff ready. So he got all the blueprints. He got the material and stuff ready for when Solomon became king he was able to continue that on and so it's like as a good father would he prepared the way for his son and ain't that a word because David prepared a way for Solomon to build a temple and God has prepared a way for us like y'all that's good okay Anyways, for First Chronicles chapter 18, we read um, some more of David's success as king. And so the different wars that were won, the different victories that he had. Remember, God was on his side. He was good. He was set. And we just read about it. And we read about those successes here in chapter 18. 
And that's always just a good reminder, too, that we may not be at physical war, but we know that we fight a spiritual war. We're in spiritual warfare. And that just simply means it's not like some, ooh, like some big scary thing. Uh, but don't treat it lightly either because it's a big deal. Um, but the biggest part of it is it's like we are eternal spiritual beings and the enemy wants us. He wants our souls. He doesn't want us to spend eternity with Christ. And so because of that, as believers, he's going to do everything that he can to make sure that you don't like want to live for God and that you don't trust God and that you don't have faith. He's going to want to try to do all those things. I mean, it's not even to just believers. He does it to non-believers so that they don't trust in God and want to know about him and want to be in relationship with him. And so we are in spiritual warfare. Um, but this is a reminder that God fights for us the same way that God fought for David and he had success and that God was on his side and gave him war strategies and all this other stuff. The same, that same God will fight for us in the spiritual sense. The same God will fight for us on the job, in our schools, with our families, with our friends. He will fight for us. He will give us that favor and ultimately that victory. Flipping over to New Testament, we have Luke chapter 17. And in this chapter, we read about how Jesus teaches on forgiveness. Jesus heals 10 lepers and then he teaches on his second coming. And so very, it fits right into the theme for the week. Uh, we're seeing some more of that theme of just Jesus really taking time to teach whoever he's around. As he's doing miracles and signs and wonders, he's taking time to teach as well. And then one of the questions you can just ask yourself is like, what is God teaching me in this season? And, and we'll talk about that in a second before we wrap up this episode. The last reading of the week is day 211, which is July 30th. The reading is 1 Chronicles chapter 19 and 20 and Luke chapter 18. In 1 Chronicles chapter 19, David leads Israel to victory over the Ammonites and the Syrians, which were big enemies of his. So this is a huge victory for the Israelites. And then in chapter 20, we read of the victory over the Ammonites and Philistine giants. And so these are the kind of enemies that David is up against. It's no little, it's no little play play stuff he's doing. Like he's out here fighting giants, fighting countries who are just trying to attack over and over again trying to tear him down God gives him the victory and it's amazing to see it especially as you see the full journey of like David being anointed as king while he's a shepherd boy not really come becoming king right away and then just the journey of as he was anointed king and just how God developed him and and was with him all those years as he reigned he was a king for 40 years and we can just see how God was in it even before his reign and during his reign as well and then in the New Testament, our reading is Luke chapter 18, and we read about how Jesus teaches on the importance of prayer. He teaches a parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, and that's all about humility. That's the theme and lesson to be learned with that parable. Jesus also teaches on um, what it is and what it takes to inherit eternal life. Um, Jesus predicts his crucifixion and resurrection like he begins foretelling and letting people know like, hey, y'all, this is about to happen soon. And then lastly, Jesus heals a blind man. And so there's a lot of lessons to be learned. There's a lot of teaching that we see through this week. And I just want to encourage you that as you're reading this, like know that this God hasn't changed. Our God hasn't changed. And so because of that, you can ask yourself, what is God teaching me in this season? It may be slightly different than the parables that you read in scripture, but you can look at your life and see how different situations has caused you to see God in a new way, to understand him, to learn more about him, learn more about yourself to grow, to change, to develop, all of those things happen while when God 
teaches us things. But the important thing is that we're listening and that we're, we're looking for him. When I stop and look, I, I would say one of the things I'm learning and or I'm, God is really teaching me in this season is to just do the next thing. Uh, well, that, that was like um, a couple weeks ago, the season I was in um, or the thing that God was teaching me because it always changes. God is always switching it up. So a couple weeks ago, God took some time, like a couple months to really just teach me of to just do the next thing. A lot of times I want to see the big picture or I get overwhelmed when I think of all the things that I have to do on my long, ever growing to-do list. Some of y'all may get me, y'all understand what I'm, what I, what I'm feeling. Um, but God just took time to remind me that I should just do the next thing. And then once I do that, do the next thing and do the next thing and I will get the job done. And so that was something I worked on in um, this last little season I was in a couple weeks ago. Um, and so it changes. It, it just changes depending on where you are, depending on your spiritual maturity, depending on just how things are going for you. And, and so it's always good to stop and ask yourself every once in a while, what is God teaching me in this season? And you should be able to ask yourself that, ask the friends around you, if they're believers, ask them, challenge them, because sometimes you just got to stop and see it. And if you can't see what God is teaching you, then that's the time to start evaluating and checking things out to make sure that you are looking for God and listening for him as he speaks, because he's always speaking, but we have to make sure that we're listening. So that's what we have for this week's reading as we talked about Jesus being the great teacher. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you have not already, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram, searching up Christian Girls Pop. You can check out our website, www.christiangirlspop.com. And you can check out our YouTube channel, Searching Christian Girls Pop. If you would like to donate to this ministry, you can donate several different ways. You can donate on Venmo at Christian Girls Pop, on Cash App at Dollar Sign Christian Girls Pop, on our website under the donate tab and you can give on paypal using the email address cgpopdonate at gmail.com thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode and as always remember jesus already loves you so much don't you ever forget that